Hello, everybody, and welcome to Slasher, a delusional look into all things spooky, kooky, and terrifying. I'm Stormy. And I'm Adrian. And we're back for Academic Horror. Yes, our second movie of the month. Yes. Which is a good movie, I feel like. A big movie to talk about. It is a big movie. Old, older, but very, <laughs> very good, very exciting. We are talking about Carrie, 1976. The original Carrie, not the remake, the 2013 version. We're definitely not covering that one today. Adaptation. There's a remake. There's Carrie 2. Oh, my God. <laughs> Carrie 2, The Rage. Yeah, The Rage wild. is wild. So wild. I kind of enjoy it, though, to be honest. I, I really liked it as a kid. Mm. It's, a, it's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> the party scene is pretty intense for me. Girl, I haven't seen it since I was little bitty. What? Uh, her friend, like, literally just steps off a roof and crashes into the Oh, my a God. Car. I mean, yeah. goals. <laughs> Girl, like, that scene, like, is wild. So it's pretty good. I don't remember, though, like, the bad stuff. I guess I was too young to, like, focus on what was bad about it. Also, there's one with, like, Chloe Grace Moretz and... The remake. Yeah, I don't know how to feel about that one. You know who wrote that one? The same man who uh, writes the Riverdale series wrote the Carrie remake. And if we know Riverdale to be anything but... I can see it! (laughs) If we know Riverdale, it is ridiculously bad, but kind of fun. So, yeah, the remake to Carrie definitely has that same vibe. Yeah, I've never watched it, but uh, I get the vibes. (laughs) It's just really bad. And so... (laughs) I could see it. It just gives off the same energy, you know what I mean? Yes, very that. But yeah, the original Carrie, Stephen King's first like major novel and right. first major film, which is crazy. Just crazy because they misspelled his name like <laughs> in ads for this movie. It's they so spelled wild. it with a V instead of a PH. Put some put some class on my man's name, you know what I mean? <laughs> Respect the king man honestly in like researching for this movie and like reading stephen king's story like leading up to like this book and this movie i was like bawling i was literally on my couch like crying reading his story and i was like not me crying for this <laughs> for this rich white man but like where he came <laughs> from <laughs> i was like mm, let me check myself real fast but still like it was a really like sad story and his wife was just like they were both writers i also didn't know that they were both writers Dude, this man got paid dirt for this movie. Like, Ugh. even in, like, that day's time, like, 1976 money, he got paid dirt. And for it to fucking blow up the way it did, I would be salty. <laughs> but me like, salty and cracker, because... <laughs> but, I mean, I guess it works out in the long run, because, he. I mean, he blew up anyways and so like the money came rolling in after that pretty much right we, he could probably i don't know how much money he could have could have sold it had he known had the knowledge of what was to come of it well imagine if the movie didn't do well like imagine if it just like was kind of like a and like nobody bought the book after that and like he just never went anywhere like if this movie wasn't missed out on like two grand no worries whatever (laughs) but like if this movie wasn't good then i mean we wouldn't probably have like the stephen king everything that we have now so like his influence in 
just media in general, not even purely horror, is wild. Wild. Like, his horror is mainstream horror, which is insane. Like, if you think of it, you think of Pet Cemetery, you think of Carrie, you think of it, you think of Christine. Uh, Christi- uh, yeah. Cujo. Uh, Dude, traumatized by Cujo is at a young age. Cujo literally was like the one movie that like I really couldn't watch for like the longest. Oh, I watched it. I watched it a lot, but it's so scary. And you know what? It's so fun too. Like just, I mean, uh, the conversation between books versus movies are like are always a thing, but like, I feel like Stephen King's name became synonymous with that. Like every time you talk about a Stephen King movie, the book comes up and it's not like a thing where you're like, I don't want to fucking hear about it. Everybody's like, oh, well, what happens in the book? Because like, you're always so interested in like what he actually wrote. And I don't know. It's just, it's a really fun conversation when Stephen King's in the mix. The whole last end of this movie is completely different <laughs> in the book. <laughs> have you read the book? Yes. I have never <laughs> read the Carrie book ever. Um, I feel like, so I read it when I was in like my early teens. Um, I was, so my mom is super into Stephen King. I think we've talked about that. But um, one of her favorites is Dreamcatcher and I just could not make it through. And so I wanted to make it through a book like <laughs> make my mommy proud <laughs> so i for some reason i chose carrie which was the worst idea because anybody who knows me knows that i have like religious trauma <laughs> so like <laughs> oh, girl it is oh my gosh this movie is crazy and i really do enjoy too that with writing the story because i mean this is i mean he was focusing on trying to like write a female character and a female story. And it's really interesting, you know, that his wife was like literally helping him through the entire process. I don't know. It's really cute. It's really romantic. Maybe it's the Pisces in me, but I don't know. I just, I literally started crying when I was reading about her, like pulling his fucking scraps out of the trash and like being like, you have something here. Like, let's finish this together. And I don't know. It's just so insane, you know? Kind of gives you shining vibes though, where they're insisting that (laughs) there's something there in the writing. I mean, hey, I mean, the writing comes from somewhere, you know? Also, uh, Brian De Palma is the director, and he is married to Sissy Spacek. No, there's oh, it's not it's not the director. Ignore me. Hold on. It's like uh, it was somebody on the production crew that she was married to. Jack Fish. Oh, he's the art director. He's the production designer. I'm so sorry. So I just think it's I don't know the romance in this movie is real because Sissy Spacek like got to work on set with her husband Jack Fish, who's the production designer and then like like you're saying the whole story with Stephen King and his wife insisting that he has some material I don't know <laughs> oh my somebody God. got something out of it no even oh my gosh in researching for this movie uh speaking of just all the crazy love and nonsense happening uh so PJ Souls who plays uh I forget her character's name the one that wears the hat in this movie who would then famously go on to be in Halloween she I guess so like hot in, in Halloween <laughs> Okay, word. Uh, but apparently, uh, like, De Palma had called, like, Steven Spielberg to the set, and he had told him. De Palma was also kind of creepy, but, like, he had called Steven Spielberg, and he was like, 
oh, there's a lot of pretty girls on set if you want to come and like look around set. So Steven Spielberg would just wander down to the set and he ended, he ended up meeting Amy Irving that way. And they ended up dating and being together for a brief period of time because of this movie. So Steven Spielberg said, let me take a break from Dinosaur. <laughs> this is right after Jaws. So <laughs> Jurassic, I was like, Jurassic Park is like 90s. <laughs> <laughs> 30 years. You said, let me take a break from 20 years from now. Girl, that's me. Same though. Like I was saying the other day, dude, it would be so refreshing to just take my brain out and like set it in an ice cold bowl of water. Oh my God. Yes. My sister says that all the time. Uh, Cry balls. (gasps) Imagine. A good cry. Just, you know what I mean? Let them cool off. But yeah, this movie is just, I mean, it's, I mean, using the word iconic just seems kind of like silly these days, but like, it's truly an iconic movie, like just in mainstream uh, culture and pop culture, like Carrie is referenced so frequently and it's just, it's fantastic. It's great. It's, I mean, some of the visuals and just some of the directing was so well done that it's like still even uh, mimicked today. And it's, it's just great. I mean, it really is great. They use split diopter shots in this movie so frequently. And I have been noticing a lot recently as well in uh, a lot of the seventies horror, there was a lot of split diopter shots, which is insane to me. And this movie did it fantastically. Yeah, I feel like it's a little bit overdone. Um, oh my but god! The yes. Shots, but yes. the shots are so good that like you can kind of just gloss over it, you know? Yeah, it's again like it's just so synonymous with this movie that like although cheesy, very cheesy at times, like they're just still so iconic and again like just mimicked or referenced so frequently in pop culture because I don't know this movie it was just it was a pretty big movie and. It really, I mean, I feel like it's one of the horror movies that people or that parents like show their kids when they're a little bit younger because it's not like super gory or bloody. So I feel like it just was like a staple for my childhood. Like it was like one of the first horror movies that I recall like watching. Yeah, I remember watching this. I don't want to say sci-fi specifically, but like some type of TV programming network like that. Um, played Carrie pretty often. And I remember watching it probably almost every time that it came on. And I don't know why, because I'm so triggered by this movie that I continued to watch it when I was younger. Maybe because I, it's a little bit like cathartic seeing like all the pro, like drama, not drama, trauma be like processed in the, I mean, I don't know if processed is the right word, but (laughs) handled. No, it's true. It can be very cathartic for a lot of people, I think. Because, yeah, it's pretty heavy-handed in, like, the storytelling. Like, it doesn't pull any punches with, like, just the extremeness, uh, like, the extreme nature of the mother and her religion and just, like, how terrifying it is. Like, it's quite scary how, like, insane she is. Like, how far, like, these quote-unquote people will go to, like, prove their message. Yeah. And, I mean, you see, I mean, again, she's... Uh, what's a good word like she's very fire and brimstone type of fucking christian mm-hmm. should we just like cut then from like the little fun facts and just go into like the movie then <laughs> and i i don't remember what other fun facts i had in there i'm sure they'll pop up in the conversation uh but let's go ahead and break and then when we come back we'll continue our discussion of carrie 
Hey, everybody. So if you're enjoying the podcast so far, definitely look into giving us a rating. It would be really, really beneficial. We're open to ideas and feedback. It really goes a long way. So go ahead and look into giving us a rating. Again, we're on Apple, Spotify, Podbean, and many more places. But for now, let's go ahead and get back to the show. Okay, everybody, we are back and we're going to continue our discussion of Carrie. Originally released on November 3rd, 1976, the film was made on an estimated budget of about $1.8 million. It would go on to make $33.8 million worldwide. has a runtime of 98 minutes and currently holds a 93% on Rotten Tomatoes and an average score of... 3.8 on Letterboxd. Of course, the film was directed by Brian De Palma and has an amazing cast. Sissy Spacek is Carrie. Piper Laurie is Margaret. Amy Irving is Sue. Nancy Allen is Chris. And John Travolta is Billy. So Carrie, crazy fucking movie. Not a whole lot happens, but we we process a whole lot throughout this movie. Um, we're thrown in to probably, no, not even, I'm just gonna say like a natural, like 1970s opening scene because there's bush and there's tits everywhere. So awkward. I don't know why they insisted on doing this. Like imagine this being an opening in today's climate. Like, I feel like I would never see like a full on like hands out, clam out in today's world but they're all over the place in this movie i think i mean i think we probably could see something like this in a horror movie today the issue at hand is it's like the sexualization of like these teenagers in a high school setting walking around like fully naked that i'm like do we like really need this we do that so often though so it does happen a lot in horror and movies in general i mean the sexualizations of you know, teenage characters is still an issue now. Uh, but this is scene, they're all consenting. That's just I keep telling myself that in my head. It's fine. Yeah, you have to remind yourself that oh yeah, the actors are like 35. So like <laughs> there's not a single person on this set that is under the age of 40. So. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we could cut into this movie right away. Everybody's fully naked. And um, most of these actresses were not interested in like even wanting to do this. And it took to palm having to show them like the scenes because sissy spacex shot carrie's shower scenes were which also i don't remember being so intense like we are like showering with her (laughs) (laughs) i feel like a hamburger helper bit she's wearing it and i am also the hamburger helper bit does that make sense Yes. <laughs> yes but like it's like we're right there like we're in the shower with her but he had filmed that separately and he had showed that scene to everybody else all the other actresses and like you know hey this is what we're doing on this set pretty much and i guess it made them feel a little bit more comfortable so they were more you know willing to do it but yeah it was a very crazy scene but it definitely leads to a very memorable opening as well when carrie has her first period in the shower and everybody proceeds to traumatize the poor girl that's unfortunate that the school's like sex education was that like like lacking but i i guess that's a sign of the times probably because i feel like that wasn't addressed in schools until i mean we barely touched base on it whenever i was in like a freshman and like all of us were like "Mm," like we've already passed this so i guess it's not wild to think that sex education wasn't 
good enough back in the day. Yeah, I, it really it missed her because her mom obviously is not in, you know informing her about any of this. So it definitely sucks that the school wasn't able to like provide that for her in any way. Which a school, sh- I mean, a school should do that, you know. I mean, if you're gonna make me learn the Pythagorean theorem, you need to teach me that my ovaries are gonna fucking explode at some point. You know what I mean? Do you remember what the uh, the Pythagorean theorem is? <laughs> a squared plus b squared. Oh, plus b squared equals c squared. Right. I don't know why I remember that, but I do. I can literally list off fifty of the pi numbers. You ready? I don't know anything past 3.14. I was just shitting, but like, imagine if I just fucking went off. (laughs) Oh my God. I know. I was going to say, I know about adverbs, but. High school, honestly, I feel like I didn't get a lot of information in high school. We had health in eighth grade when they like talked about this. And like, I remember we were traveling down like the tip of a dick, like it was showing us how semen travels kind of thing in eighth grade. Did they separate you guys? So they separated us into girls and boys. And we didn't get to learn about like what boys went through. We only got to learn about what we go through. No, in eighth grade, they had everybody together in one class for eighth grade Um, health. But I remember like it was either fifth or sixth grade, I think, where they did pull boys into one room and girls into one room because, you know, why not, I guess. And they like showed us, I don't know what, obviously I don't know what they saw, but like they showed us like, yeah, like how puberty works. And like when you start scratching your balls, I remember them talking about that. And yeah, we did that in like fifth or sixth grade. And then like in eighth grade, it was like everybody together in one room. Huh. I feel like that would have been more awkward because we were freshmen. And I do want to kind of backtrack a little bit and address the fact that we understand that it's not just quote unquote boys, quote unquote girls, like we understand. But yeah, like I feel like if all of the students were in one room, it would have been far more awkward than it already was. And I was upwards of 15 when we had this harmony. That's crazy. It's just, it feels so taboo. We're told that everything's so taboo, like throughout your childhood, that it's awkward. And teenagers are awkward anyways. So it's just, what a hot mess. Poor Carrie. Yeah, I feel so bad for her. And the other girls are like, of course, like smooth 30-something years old, just like screaming at her and laughing at her. But also, like, if another girl was running at me with her period blood all over her hands, I would not be, like, open-armed, like, trying to welcome her in either. So, like... But, like, nobody's trying to help, obviously. They're being so awful. They'll plug it up. Plug it up. Plug it up. And I'm like, girl, they're throwing the tampons at her. Like, what a crazy opening scene, like, truly. And also, the title card was looking, girl. Literally just the smallest little red thing, Carrie. <laughs> it was kind of okay. cute. And it's not even, like, capitalized correctly. It's all <laughs> girl. I mean, kind of moving from here, you know, the teacher helps her, obviously. And, you know, they're freaking out, talking about her mom, and we get introduced to her mom. And Piper Laurie is so, like insane as margaret white like she thought she was like filming a comedy movie the entire time and it it shows at times especially in her like first scene where she goes and she meets oh my god where she's wearing her like hobbit robe yes girl she's like i pray you find jesus and i'm like bitch i pray you find mordor like get the (laughs) fuck out of my house she's like are you are you here by yourself or is gandalf coming in too girl So you and your daughter Gollum now to fucking just your daughter. <laughs> stay stay out of my fucking life, okay? But um, it's so funny. She is so insane in this movie. 
just imagine like Gollum like hobbling his way in. Fifty fucking filthy. <laughs> what, what would he call the non-Christians? Fifty oh, fucking. Yeah. I can't do it the way fifty hobbits is. <laughs> and him being like under her rope. <laughs> girl but she yeah she's so insane and i mean they send carrie home from school obviously and they contact her as well the uh the gym teacher contacts carrie's mom and that first scene when she finds out that carrie has had her period is like so intense also like it's very hard to watch to be quite honest there's a lot of very uncomfortable scenes in this movie and it's I feel like it's mainly due to the mom. Like, even her death seems fucking uncomfortable. Uh, I don't know. She's just an uncomfortable character. Pipe Laurie really fucking sold that shit. She did. I don't know where she was thinking this was a comedy movie. Like, <laughs> I don't get that vibe, like, ever. But, like, yeah. whatever works for you to get into character. Well, I think I think she was... I honestly think that she was just being intentionally delusional. Because, like, when she had first, like, gotten the script, I think she was, like, even interested in it. And then somebody had to kind of, like, tell her, oh, you know, no, no, no. Like, it, you know, what he's trying to do is, like, a dark comedy thing. And so I think just to convince herself to get to the movie as best as she could, um, she probably just convinced herself that it was a comedy and was just rolling with it. But it works because... Although, like, so insanely hilarious she can be at times, it's also very, very frightening because it also doesn't feel far off from reality. Right. Margaret White is a Trump supporter. She's an anti-mask, anti-vax. <laughs> she... Just anti-everything that, like, we as people stand for. She would fucking hate us. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> but she's wild. And when she's, like, literally slapping Carrie with that book. Literally trying to beat the word into her. Like, that's... That's not how osmosis works. That's not... yeah, girl, the trauma. And then sends her up to her little like closet, full Harry Potter. Fuck JK Rowling, full Harry Potter though. Just as so she go and pray with that creepy statue. That's uh, not, apparently not even Jesus. It's like a saint. <laughs> it's like St. Anthony, I think is who it is. I was going to say, imagine getting knocked the fuck out with the Bible, but <laughs> I feel like it's happened to a lot of people. I've personally never been hit with a Bible. But I can imagine this traumatic. <laughs> I've never been hit with a Bible, but <laughs> for those of you, <laughs> well, because uh, like something that's like quote unquote supposed to be like the word of like a loving and true God, and then your mom's just beating the fuck out of you. <laughs> but they don't ever. I mean, people who are super into religion like never to see how silly they are sometimes. So, Margaret White's definitely one of those people. I also like the violin sound from Psycho is so funny because it's here like so constantly. The re- iconic it's everywhere in this movie so once again just like the what is it diameter doximeter the split the split screen <laughs> split diopter yeah that was like the diameter the diameter <laughs> <laughs> like just like that the cycle music is overdone exactly like those shots also when the mom goes in there after she breaks the glass and like we get that moment how does the mom like not see that her mirror is broken like, she doesn't even notice it. Um, I mean, judging by her hair, she's probably not spending a lot of time looking in the mirror. Girl, the drag. But from here, we go back to school. Honestly, is, is Tommy Ross kind of hot, do we think? He's got that, like, charming, like, uh, football boy to him. You know, like uh, Sunshine from Remember the Titans? That's yes. Oh, yes, I used to be so obsessed with him. Also, in the I want to talk about the prom scene. <laughs> so his girlfriend, Sue, sent him to prom with Carrie 
Right. But like, is she okay with them making out? <laughs> I was that included in the like deal? I mean, she's not there, so he's he's having a good time. She's not there, Gosh. you know. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of a he's kind of a dog for that one, but you know. Okay, you know what I do love in this movie though is that uh the gym teacher. What is her name? Let me pull her up real fast. Also, I feel bad. The gym teacher is literally the only one in Carrie's life that's like there for her. Yeah. The gym teacher, Miss Collins, she actually punishes like the bullies. Like I feel like a lot in a lot of instances where bullying's happening in a movie, it's kind of really it goes unpunished until like, you know, the person they're bullying gets up, you know gets a gets in the win at the end or whatever but she's punishing these girls like straight in the middle of the movie with uh physical education pretty much mm-hmm. she said we're gonna exercise that bitchiness out of you and if not you don't get to go to the prom uh i quite love it and chris can honestly drown in a lake she is the <laughs> most annoying character i know that's how she's supposed to be but like what a fucking bitch. Such a bitch. I love when Miss Collins slaps the shit out of her. I want to know. So all the interviews that I watched, they gave a different number of times that they had to slap to get that shot. Uh-huh. So I want to know the actual number. And also, like, I feel like I would keep upping my price. Be like, oh, you want another shot? All right, add $1,400. <laughs> Girl. Something, Okay. Just like Tony Todd and Candyman, like he got like a fat check every time he was stung by a bee and he was stung like, you know, a handful of times and he got money every single time he was stung. So I'm like, bitch, if you're going to force me to sit here and be slapped this many times, Mr. De Palma, then we're going to have a fucking problem if I'm not getting paid for it. I'm not, I'm an actor. This is my job. I'm not going to get slapped for free. <laughs> He's like, it's included in your fees, bitch. Read the fine print. Yeah, because when I, when I read the script, it was one. So you get one free slap because that's part of the. My... When I read the script, it was one. Imagine that's how like movies were filmed, though. Like you get one shot. Yeah, and if I have to do it again, then give me give me my money. If I'm gonna be physically assaulted multiple times, then I'm expecting to be paid. But it was also the '70s, and De Palma was probably very frightening to these poor women. So. I get creeper vibes from De Palma. Yeah, I mean, he's very creepy. Hmm. Who mm. can produce creepy. something like The Untouchables. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get that same kind of creepy vibe from him. Um, but I mean, just, I mean, it was intense, but I mean, I guess it worked. I loved her getting her shit slapped still. It was amazing. Um, and then she has like a full breakdown moment and she like completely disappears from school oh she gets suspended that's why she's not at school they did give us that little tidbit this to us if we band together girl and everybody else is like she's like up. shut the fuck up I'm like <laughs> oh okay okay like she's living on her own like even like the other mean girls except for Norma the hat the one who wears the hat Norma like they don't like none of these other girls really can stand her I guess she's really on her own psychotic crusade this entire movie Literally. Well, and because I I just get confused because usually there's like clicks, right? So when I first was watching this movie, like when I was younger, I always thought that like Sue, Chris, Billy, like everybody was in on it. Like that's just the vibe that I got when I was younger because I didn't, I mean, I guess pay attention. Right. People's actual places and people's intentions. So like the fact that we don't really have a click outside of Chris and Billy like kind of threw me off when I was younger. Interesting. And that relationship is 
toxic to the nines, girl. Oh, he hits her. Hits her. And then like she like and she's like, let me suck your dick. And I was like, girl, <laughs> what? She loves being slapped because she goes straight to town. Can we talk about that scene though? Because she's like fully giving him sentences while she's giving him head. Right. I was in my head, I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> Are you talking out of your ass? What what's happening here? Girl? Ventriloquism, honey. Which lips are moving? Because I don't know how you're talking, sweetie. Like, what's happening here? You gotta imagine. Like she her head is bobbing up and down, scarfing that Travolta dick. And she's still like. Billy, I hate Carrie White. <laughs> and I'm like, whoa. God, and there's like, not even like a like a muffled sound. Like it's just straight up. <laughs> like girl, like I feel like you could have been like Billy, glit, glit, glit. <laughs> I hate Carrie Glit glit glit. <laughs> they could have been so much better. Like she could have been joking. I like there's like, come on, you know. This is this is a movie. This is art. And I need this blowjob scene to make sense. <laughs> Sit up and just do like hand motions while you're talking. Yeah. And then go bleh, bleh, afterwards. Like, I don't understand. In rewatching this movie, I went into the scene expecting it to be a hand job. Because I remember her telling him about this. <laughs> I remember this. her talking. Right. I do. I do. So when we were going into the scene, it's like, yeah, she gets him a hand job after he fucking slaps her. But no, she goes straight to town. And I also like, she doesn't even unbuckle anything she doesn't take off a belt she doesn't pull down the trousers she just puts her head in his lap and she's goblin girl this is chest i don't know it's so fucking weird like who i don't know maybe i don't suck enough dick because I. she's a girl it is so hilarious to me i live to have a whole full-blown conversation not missing a beat while i'm sucking a dick <laughs> honestly i ain't comic though yeah, but they're so just tough. You know what's very funny is we're also kind of like still going in pace with like the movie. Um, but yeah, that the whole entire dynamic with them is crazy. Like when they're driving also, and like he has like, girl, it is honestly, maybe I see what Piper Laurie was thinking. It's like a fucking scene at an airplane. And you know that scene in an airplane where like the girls passed out or like freaking out and everybody lines up and they each take turns slapping her? When he's... <laughs> When he's driving his car and we have like three different sets of people drive up next to him, I'm like, are we like watching like a Three Stooges sketch or something or like an SNL sketch? Like what's happening? Like I kind of get the vibe where she was seeing me. Uh, quite honestly, Nancy Allen and John Travolta also like in filming this movie thought they were more like comedic relief. So like when they watch the movie, they're like, oh, wow, we're like the villains. <laughs> <laughs> and Travolta's like, wow, this isn't very electrifying. <laughs> with john travolta getting trying to get girls to suck his dick in a car because he does the same thing in grace to sandy oh poor sandy but sandy shuts his dick in the door car door and fucking <laughs> chris is just like <laughs> girl but yeah the whole entire their whole introduction and everything is like you're like it, like what's happening they're hitting each other screaming at each other and it's a lot but yeah, the sucking the dick and speaking is like a talent I only wish I could possess. Like, I will suck your dick and I will then also be complaining about, like, something. <laughs> You're talking about work. Oh, my God. Just, oh, my God. <laughs> You're talking about COVID numbers just going to fucking town. <laughs> like, and then the mask the mandate. <laughs> and he's like, honey, I'm having a hard time staying hard right now. <laughs> With the state of the world. <laughs> <laughs> girl i will say though in this movie the music 
is like very after school special to me. Like I always feel like I'm watching, you know, like an after school special. Like especially when Carrie, uh, yeah, after Tommy Ross goes and asks Carrie to the prom, and she goes and she talks to Miss Collins, and they're sitting outside, and like they're just having a conversation. And it's also very funny that like Miss Collins was only her the actor Betty uh, Betty Buckley was only like a couple years older than Sissy Spacek, but here they are. This so, but yeah, but they're talking and like that whole moment just feels after school special to me. Mm-hmm. I feel that there's a lot of those here actually. Just pretty much any time that Carrie interacts with um, what is the gym teacher's name? Sorry, Miss Collins. Oh yeah, pretty much any time that Carrie interacts with Miss Collins is pretty after school special. Yeah, like it's just she always has a message. Precary. <laughs> she does. <laughs> She's trying to uplift the poor girl. Honestly, she deserves so much more than what she gets because she's she's spending all of her time. She's punishing Carrie's bullies. She's trying to tell Carrie that she's beautiful, that <laughs> she should trust this boy to take her on a date. Like she's she's working. She's a counselor. She's working overtime, and she's just supposed to like be a gym teacher and she's working over time she even pulls uh sue i was about to call her snail um <laughs> she even pulls Stu or <laughs> she pulls sue and tommy uh aside and like has a whole lecture moment with them as well to so make sure they're not doing anything shady with carrie like she really is putting the effort she's doing everything but stabbing mrs white on her own <laughs> so um but yeah it is it's yeah it's just she's doing the most also it's so funny at near the beginning of the movie when she's talking to the principal and he keeps calling carrie what is called cassie and literally two seconds later he's like i'm really sorry about cassie she's like carrie and then flips <laughs> flips the fucking ashtray over <laughs> girl but yes it's so hilarious and then tommy i think he's like again up until he like kisses and cheats on his girlfriend a little bit uh i think he's so cute when he, when <laughs> a he, little bit <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> when he drives up to Carrie's house and is like I'm forcing her pretty much though to go to prom. I don't know. It's cute. <laughs> I'm not leaving until you say yes. I'm, I don't care if your abusive mother hits you because I'm here. I'm not leaving until you say yes. She's like, she's literally going to beat me with a Bible. Can you please leave? And he's like, no, tell me yes. And I will. <laughs> oh, girl. But yes, it's very precious. And at this point, Carrie, of course, has educated herself, clearly. Because when she was getting bullied, she had a whole moment where she like caused the light to explode. Uh, the ashtray, she caused that to flip. She breaks the mirror. At this point, she's come to the realization that she has telekinesis. You know, with her period came telekinesis. Well, that's how it's kind of shown in the movie. Who knows if she's really having like some, you know, ability before that. Uh, but it's getting really, really intense for her. She's reading in the library on telekinesis. That's when Tommy first asks her to the prom as well. So she's, you know, she's reading- where she runs away. <laughs> she literally runs away, girl, through the library, through the quiet zone. She's sprinting. <laughs> but imagine having telekinesis. No, <laughs> I want. I want it every day of my life. He's so much fatter. Uh, <laughs> I mean, but like. <sighs> I guess, I guess. Uh, peanut butter. And <laughs> fly well, into my hand. I would be in my bed. I would just go like this with my fingers. I would just wave them. My door would open. And then I would go wave them back up. Then the fridge would open. Uh, then 
and then my fingers would go side to side and then a spoon and the ice cream carton will both float out at the same time the spoon from the cupboard of course I would open that sometime in between and then just with the flick of the wrist they would fly up the stairs into my arms that's what I'm saying I'd be so big giant but also I'd be really sass I'd be slamming doors I'd be hanging up phones girl oh my goodness girl imagine though the dildo movements if you had telekinesis wow I could be fucking you right now <laughs> oh my god I could be fucking you right now oh but, but also with telekinesis I would have the ability to lift myself up I was I'm assuming that I would be able to do that so I can fly and I would be everywhere <laughs> I would be everywhere but I feel like yeah you can flip you can fly right but I feel like it's like a couple of inches off the ground so <laughs> <laughs> I'm, Moses. You like, I'm parting the red sea baby i'm walking through the water then I don't give a <laughs> jesus ain't the only go- one who can walk on water <laughs> mrs white i'm gonna start fucking walking on water that's why she scared the devil she's <laughs> she's the antichrist no. she thinks her daughter's the antichrist i told you she would hate us <laughs> she would probably go on like a mission if she ever heard one of our episodes she's like my next mission is to purify the earth from slasher pot oh my god i'm gonna have a nightmare so she's like gonna be in, in my closet <laughs> tonight now with her fucking huge knife mm, her dirty pillows <laughs> oh my god the dirty pillows she's insufferable what an insufferable woman she is phrase has sat with me since the very first time that i saw this movie and every time i see cleavage i'm like look at them dirty pillows <laughs> but all this to say carrie is really realizing her power and so when tommy asks her the problem her mom finds out like carrie's like bitch with the flick of my fingers you would die in an instant so i'm going to prom you're not telling me otherwise we're moving on from the subject Oh my God, when it, red, I knew you would choose the devil's color. So I was like, <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> like, literally, what are you talking about? You're screaming like gibberish at me right now. The dress is peach. It's like bright red, devil red. <laughs> I gag at the scene where, <laughs> where she talks about Carrie's father running off or something like that. And Carrie's like, he ran off with a woman. We all know it. <laughs> Like the devil didn't take him. Like he ran off with the woman because you were giving it to him like you needed to, honey. Well, also, so like the whole point. <laughs> okay, this is gonna sound fucked up, but like, so you're a Christian, right? And then, like, I feel like the whole point of marrying someone is so you can have sex with them and it not be a sin, right? But Miss Margaret's like, no, even married, it's a sin. So he gets married and it still has to be celibate. So I would also be leaving Miss Margaret, even if she was crazy, if she wasn't crazy. (laughs) Yeah, like sex is an important part for a lot of people's relationships. So she's wild. I do want to talk, I guess maybe when we kind of go through the ending, because her talking about like their first like sexual encounter is like so intense. She is horny, 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 horny. Smells a what? I loved it. I loved it. She is like hands all over my body. No, I'm like, are you coming right now? What is happening? <laughs> Talking to your 16 year old daughter. <laughs> 
She's like literally like my fucking pussy juices were leaking down my thighs. She's like, she was fully ready to like fucking give her daughter like smut fantasy. She's like, I'm like presenting you like how I felt. She's full like Blanche Devereaux from the Golden Girls, like fully sexual. Just she's she was so hot. Oh fuck. Um. Okay, but anyway, so during all of this, <laughs> I joke the devil's dick to my girl. <laughs> Uh, but during all of this obviously throughout their toxic relationship chris and billy are able to concoct a scheme to butcher a pig uh, drain it of its blood like who what in the fucking what in the ed gein what in the fucking serial killer shit is happening here for a prank you know what i mean like let's just go down to spirit halloween buy some like fake blood it's gonna do the same thing you know it's still still humiliating i'm sure there's a piggly wiggly vacant in your town but girl water would have been just fine water would have gotten the point fair fair (laughs) but you know for a little little pizzazz i mean there's probably like what corn syrup that's what, they use. that's what they use in the movie to feed the pig's blood they <laughs> that's what i'm saying that. like why do they have to kill a pig and they go into like a farm like yeah there's just so many elements to this prank that i'm just mm, i don't know about you. it's pretty intense like we literally for chris is like her whole arc she pulls a prank on carrie she gets sold off by the teacher she gets into an argument, gets hit by her boyfriend, sucks his dick. She murders a pig, and then she pours blood on Carrie, and then she's speeding at Carrie in a car and dies. That's literally every scene that she's in in this movie. Like that's her character arc, like zero to one hundred to death so fast. <laughs> it's just a straight line. She doesn't have like a climax. She has like a little blip where she gets in trouble. Yeah. Like her climax girl, so that car blowing up before it even flips. <laughs> God, dude, did you hear like the technicalities behind that? No, it's literally like a pole that like shoots out of the bottom at some point that like pushes the car over and wild. Oh, uh, nowadays it would just be CGI. I sound like a boomer when I say that, but like nowadays it would probably just be some CGI that they would use. Like they would never put the effort in to do that. Some computers would be generating it. <laughs> They just be using their computers, them fucking kids. But yeah, that's her character is like so basic throughout this entire movie. Very bitchy though. She does a great job of being a, the bitch. Yeah, she does. And Billy's also a bitch. And he's way less attractive as Billy than he is as Danny. So. <laughs> yeah, in this movie, he gives me vibes of uh, Unibrow in Prom Night. Oh, very that. Like he's popular, but like. He's not hot, but girls, like, go for him because he's popular. Right. Well, that's more of, like... Maybe he's got a big dick. Or maybe not. Honestly, that's probably the the secret to her being able to talk while sucking his dick is it's, like, not big enough to, like, envelop her mouth. She's like, no, no, no. And (laughs) just licks it. Oh, my God. She's just licking it. Like a popsicle (laughs) and talking over it. Yeah, probably. She's like, I really hate him. We solved the mystery. She was just (laughs) licking it. That's what it was. That's how it worked. (laughs) Also, during this whole scheme, one of the funniest... education doesn't exist. (laughs) But also, like, during this whole scheme, one of the funniest scenes to me is, like, when she gets one of, like, 
Billy's friends randomly to go up to the guy who's planting the palm decorating nonsense or whatever and she's in the back like full fucking like a cartoon character back there evil laughing behind him while he's talking to him and he's like you know hey I want to help with the ballots and he's like okay I wish I would have told you about decorating that would have really helped and then it cuts to the next scene where they're still decorating so like, like why couldn't she though <laughs> right but that whole scene <laughs> makes me laugh man Oh my god! I don't need the whole like two and a half minutes that we get of the tuxedo scene. Oh, (laughs) I don't need that one either. Like, also, why are you like speeding through it when there's so many jump cuts? Anyways, like, just jump cut them all. (laughs) The whole tuxedo scene is literally like they sound like the chipmunks. They sped it up. They did that for what? You did that for what, Obama? Tell me why. He wasn't even bored. He's all just speed it up. The people editing were just like, fuck this scene. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was. Like, it was an actual, like, three-minute scene of them discussing tuxedos. And they are just like, just hit the speed of button and say, sorry, <laughs> and send it out. Yeah, it'll be fine. Right. But the, I was talking about the two minutes that we get, probably two and a half, that we get at prom, where Hats is literally just going around taking ballots. Like, I didn't, I needed, like, one shot of her taking a ballot and then one shot of her, like, switching them out i didn't need to see her go to each table yeah, also in a room full of people just throws them on the floor and kicks them to the side <laughs> <laughs> i was like okay guys sure like okay <laughs> girl it is just a hot mess also okay you know what let's just cut to the prom when they cut to the prom and that song is fucking playing blowing up a john with my cherry bomb and i was like what i gave the janitor a cardiac it's like what it's the song. Who's high school? I mean, yes, my this was my high school experience. I haven't felt more seen. But like, what? Who was playing this at prom and actually like bop into it? It's probably Billy's jam, and he's just like, yeah. But it's so insane. But Carrie really does look so gorgeous. Sissy says, uh, Sissy Spacek really is so pretty, and she's fantastic. And we'll probably talk more seriously about her performance a little bit later. But she's so gorgeous in this movie, and that dress really is stunning. Simplistic in its design, but so stunning. She does very good at playing the like clueless and innocent. Um, I don't know. She this movie is just so good. It is. Although <laughs> very silly, it's still so good. It really is. It's amazing. I also, but Carrie's at the problem and it goes back to Margaret at the house and she's cutting those carrots, girl. <laughs> Not even holding them, just <laughs> like what? It is so hilarious to me. I want to throw back to whenever she has the conversation with her mom about her having her period. And the, whenever she's just crying and she's like, why didn't you tell me, mama? Like, that makes my heart hurt that, like, she thought something was wrong with her. Well, and her mom's just like, yeah, you're the devil. But, <laughs> like, it's natural. You know, Poor it's girl. so sad. That scene really is hard to watch. It's so sad. Like I said earlier, there's so many scenes in this movie that are hard to watch, which kind of makes, I don't know, it makes the movie. Yeah, it does. I mean, her relationship with her mom and the prom scene are like the staples of this movie for sure. I feel like the most memorable scenes are probably the song, obviously the prom scene, and then like where her mom dies. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. For sure. For sure. But yeah, Carrie looks so stunning at the prom. She looks cute. Uh, Tommy looks cute in his little suit. And her and her dirty pillows look amazing. <laughs> they look <laughs> She stunning. just whipped out this dress. 
so fast. <laughs> she would be like, she would win a season of Drag Race. She fucking sewed that dress so fast. Like, damn girl. So she's like, and it's just built. And you're like, mm, okay. Yeah, and it's just perfect, stunning, ready for the runway. Like, wow, Miss Girl. I'm impressed. But yeah, Tommy, you know, he does his best, makes her feel at home. It's so funny how like a girl from the high school like immediately starts talking to her when they get inside the prom because she's like pretty and with Tommy all of a sudden. And it's just like, I hate high school. (laughs) I hate it. With him. Well, and then like Carrie doesn't even really warm up until again, the gym teacher, Miss Collins comes (laughs) and sits with her and like makes her comfortable. Like once again, as Collins is working overtime, she better not be salary because she's putting in the hours. Oh, she's salary. You already know it. And it's not enough for what she's going through in this movie. I mean, not enough to die. So. <laughs> I mean, I guess. I mean, she's dead, so she doesn't have to worry about it anymore. Um, so, yeah. So, anyways, the dancing scene's like, so, like, I can't, like, focus clearly when that scene's happening because they are sp- Spinning girl. And it's so long. I don't need, once again, I don't need a long, drawn out scene of somebody making out. Like, no matter their orientation or whatever the fuck, like the moment means to the movie, like just show me that they kissed and then like move on. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like we could have cut away and then come back. And also the poor crew, because this is before like modern technology with like the robot arms and like shit to do those it's probably just like one guy on a fucking skateboard (laughs) zooming around well they put them on a platform so they were spinning anyways and then they actually had somebody i think with like a dolly and they were like just running around them also like in the opposite (laughs) direction so they were all spinning and when it first started in my rewatch for the podcast like i was like oh my god iconic it's such a gorgeous shot and then it just kept going and i was like oh we're still spinning okay i was like like it was fun, gorgeous studying, but we're still spinning. And then it finally ends. And I was like, thank goodness, because I was starting to get really nauseous. But still really cool. Just so long. <laughs> Just so fucking long. Just get me to the fucking pig's blood scene. God damn it. But she does. She wins. They stuff the ballot box. Carrie has her very slow melodramatic walk up to the stage and it's gorgeous and stunning and so beautiful she gets crowned um also sue is just randomly here as well she showed up for whatever reason do we like this do we know why she just showed up because she wanted to she showed up to make sure that her boyfriend was treating carrie right i hope is she the most boring character in this movie she's doing her best like she's trying to protect carrie which I feel like a lot of people don't see. <laughs> she does her best. Because, like, she starts the movie, and, like, I forgot, like, in my rewatch for this, at the beginning, when Carrie's, like, going up to her, I mean, you kind of alluded to her earlier, you know, if, like, if somebody's coming at me with blood all over them, their period of blood all over them, I'm not going to be, like, open arms immediately, like, drawn to them. But, like, she's, like, just, like, so rude about it, and, like, just, she's, like, making fun with everybody else. Um and she just, like, looks so, like, evil when she's making friend of Carrie. And then the teacher, like, points her out specifically. And she's like, I'm so disappointed in you, Sue. So then she has, like, a whole character arc. And she's, like, decides to be a better person. But, like, she's just kind of here. Just that's really it. Has some, like, redemption to her character. Whereas we had, like, 
Chris, which is a straight line. <laughs> so there was a little bit of an arc. I feel like she deserves. I feel like it's the opposite. I feel like she was a straight line. And Chris, although crazy, was doing the most this entire movie. And Sue was just doing the same thing. Like, she's like, I want to be nice to Carrie. And just, like, forces her boyfriend to go to prom with her. And then, like, it's also there sneaking and spying on them to make sure it's a good thing i mean i guess it's all well intended and she's a great person for it but like she's so boring to me and i also don't understand why mrs collins is like or miss collins is like so aggressive to her when she sees her at the prom like she immediately like snatches her up and takes her out i'm like why i think that she i think miss collins has a feeling that they're up to good at no good and they're gonna pull a prank on her so if she removes sue then she removes the threat I mean, I suppose. But if Carrie's there and actually having a good time, I mean, I guess, I mean, I understand that where the teacher's coming from. Like, it just sucks because she could have listened to her. I mean, it's a what if, obviously, and stopped the scenario from happening. Because either way, fucking Chris and Billy are there still, like, bickering underneath these stairs. And, like, like I can, under, I, I, no, I understand why they probably thought that they were, like, a comedic relief spot. Because, like, they're, like, the Three Stooges sometimes. But they're, like, <laughs> underneath these stairs, like, bopping and arguing. Um, I mean, in retrospect, it's kind of sad. But, like. I know she's sucking his dick under there. Girl. At every instant, she's l- just licking it. Like, that's, she probably doesn't put it in her mouth all the way. I'm, I'm, like, akin to that. Like, I'm sticking to that theory now. But, like, girl, they're bickering and they have the rope. <laughs> like, literally, like, little henchmen just underneath the fucking stage. Nobody notices them there. They pull the rope. And iconically, I mean, we get the moment with the corn syrup just raining all over Carrie. Yeah. Slow motion, no music, just pure... Not terror, but like just pure embarrassment, pure heartbreak for Carrie. Cause she she just wants to be happy and like have a normal moment in her high school career. And here these bitches are. And it's the breaking point, clearly, for her because yeah, she's she's done. That was the needle. What is it? Not the needle in the haystack. The last straw on the camel's back. <laughs> also, I don't think Tommy died, obviously, from getting hit in the head with his bucket, but he is knocked out cold. <laughs> Everybody includes him in, like, the kill counts, which I think is a fair assessment because, like, even later on in this scene, he's knocked the fuck out, and Carrie locks the doors when she leaves. So, like, if he didn't die from, like, the bucket... <laughs> The bucket, he probably burned to death. So. Yeah, I'm sure he burned to death because, yeah, he that bucket could not have been that heavy. Like, is it made like what is it made out of? I don't know. I feel like back in the day, things were built to last. So <laughs> it was probably like some type of thick metal. It's probably like lead or something crazy. <laughs> Girl, human bones and shit. Um, but yeah, she blows the fuck up, girl, and she tears this fucking gymnasium to the ground it's pretty iconic oh <laughs> miss collins did not deserve that she got <laughs> smushed right i love that the principal <laughs> gets electrocuted <laughs> yes he's probably screaming cassie even in death <laughs> cassie this is all vibrating <laughs> after he just heard the announced cat was carrie why he still calls her cassie <laughs> he probably has like a vendetta out against like her mom or something Miss Margaret White was probably busting it down real good back in the day, and he's probably like so salty about it or something. Bust it down, Tatiana. Bust it down, Tatiana. But 
Yes. She murders everybody in the gymnasium. That hose is whipping from side to side and blasting bitches. That also busted the actress's um, eardrum. (gasps) Yeah. Oh, wow. The fire marshal advised De Palma, like, no, like, no human should be taken with the full force of this hose. (laughs) And he's like, realism or fucking not? Like, realism or bust and just fucking does it anyways knocks her the fuck out and busts her ear down <laughs> girl there's no act i watched an interview she said there's no acting involved um it's just pure pain <laughs> oh my god imagine i mean my money girl it's sad because like yes pay me my fucking coins please but like it's funny because like when you're watching it, like it does it feels kind of anticlimactic to seeing them get hit with this water and falling to the ground. But I right. understand that the pain is real. So <laughs> but it's whipping girl, like a little snake. Getting smushed by the door. <laughs> <laughs> They're just running as fast as they can, and the doors are all wee, wee, wee. Like, My neck <laughs> cracks in the door. It's hilarious. <laughs> it really is so funny. But yeah, she looks Carrie looks so intense. Iconic when the fire goes up behind her and she's just covered in blood. Honestly, yeah, just like the visuals in that are just like so stunning. Timeless. And like all like real effects, CC Spacek is literally like 10 feet from actual fucking flames. Like, wow. It's so gorgeous. Dangerous, but so gorgeous. (laughs) So gorgeous though. Danger. <laughs> but yeah, she blows the school the fuck up. And then she randomly is walking down the street and fucking Chris and Billy are speeding like fucking Vin Diesel in Fast and the Furious, like searching for her. Got out of there so fast. I mean, I'm su- I'm assuming so, so they don't get like caught. Hot. I don't know. She did so much and they only got that far. Were they waiting to run her over or maybe they were waiting after all of that? Because <laughs> girl. But yeah, she flicks that car and it explodes. It explodes again. Like, as soon as she moves it, it's an, it's on fire. But... <laughs> and then she goes home for the final time. Yes, for the final time. She goes home. Her mom has candles everywhere. Dangerous. There's two candles and candlesticks on the mattress. Like, it better be one of those mattresses that, like, you can throw the bowling ball on and it, like, absorbs it. It better be one of those because, ma'am, like a fire hazard to the nines, this house yes, is. Yes, it's so insane. And Carrie takes the time to still bathe, which is fine. Also, if I'm washing off blood, I'm not going to sit in it. Right. Did they have a shower, though? I don't like know. Like a shower actually. head? <laughs> Maybe that was her only choice. Perhaps not. Perhaps. But like, yeah, that was, it was too much. But she takes the time to shower and her mom is just hiding behind this door the entire time. Like a psychopath, like a crazy person. <laughs> She's dedicated to her craft, girl. She's like, I want the element of surprise. Girl. And then Carrie walks out and she like right there with her knife. I think girl, and then we do, we get the whole entire insane dilemma as well, with just like her explaining about her sexual encounter. I, yeah. <laughs> it's, I hate it. It's so uncomfortable. I skip over it personally when I watch this. <laughs> I feel like she gets the coolest kill. For sure. Oh, yeah. The visuals with her death clearly are just so stunning. See the wires connected to every single one of these knives. <laughs> and like a girl. But um, like I'm not knocking them for it. Because <laughs> I don't know. It's just so good. 
it's hilarious but yeah i love she's like literally like doesn't even hesitate she fucking strings up her mother and just fucking wails on her with all these lives and we love to see it like saint anthony just slapped over (laughs) um and then what the house sits on fire yeah it like collapses and like just on fire collapses into the ground like it's fucking going back to the hell it came from and then we get Sue comes back. Yeah, the little jump scare at the end. It used to scare me so much as a kid, this ending jump scare. I would be so mad if I was Sue. Like, for one, you killed my boyfriend. I was just trying to be nice to you. <laughs> <laughs> He's dead now. <laughs> you killed him with a bucket. And uh, for two, you're trying to drag me to hell with you at the end of it? Like, what is wrong with you? I just came to pay my condolences to your grave, which is literally a for sale sign. <laughs> Even in death, Carrie can't catch a break. I know, poor baby. It's <laughs> so bad for her. I wish she could have just gotten away with this, and then like we could have got like a whole fucking eight movie series of her just like running around, and just like fucking killing people and being a badass. It's Manhattan. Yes, I needed it. But yeah, Carrie, a fantastic movie, really. Oh, good. Um, I, well, Stephen King and I both prefer this ending to the book's ending, which is kind of saying a lot for, like, the actual writer of the <laughs> of the thing it's based on is to prefer a different ending. Right. But, so, like, in the book, um, it's essentially the same like she goes home to confront her mom and she believes that carrie's possessed by satan and is gonna uh be killed and she still has like the marital rape like talk and everything but she stabs carrie in the shoulder and then carrie just stops her heart (laughs) like telepathically and then so after that after she kills her mom she goes to like the roadhouse where she was conceived that her mom's describing and that's when she kills chris and billy and um like it she takes control of the car and like sends it into a wall instead of like flipping it over uh-huh. and then sue runs into carrie who has been following her i mean sue's been like kind of following her tra- her trail of chaos i guess go off sue Come on, nancy drew Right. And then finds Carrie like bleeding out in a parking lot from where her mom stabbed her. And they have like a conversation like telepathically. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So Sue telepathic and, as well? I don't know. They have a conversation though, telepathically. And like forgive like Carrie forgives um forgives Sue because like originally she believes that Sue and Tommy had set her up for the prank, like not even really thinking it was Billy and Chris. And but she forgives Sue telepathically and like dies while she's calling out for her mom. Aww. Yeah. Yeah, De Palma definitely took like the movie approach to it. He said, fuck character development and like storytelling. Let's just blow everybody up. Let's flip Billy and say <laughs> Chris over. Let's not even care what Sue does on that night. Who gives a fuck where she was? And let's just have Carrie fucking shut, fucking send 10 knives into her mom and collapse their whole entire house on top of them. The very like Hollywood approach, the ending. Um, I mean, the book ending doesn't sound bad to me. I think it sounds kind of interesting. Well, then they go into like this they like follow sue afterwards for a minute um where she like publishes a memoir and it like kind of gets boring from there on out um but it reveals that like uh, like they make a white committee 
which investigates paranormal abilities. Problematic. (laughs) (laughs) And they conclude that there's going to be like more like Carrie. And then I, so I'm pretty sure he's just like setting himself up for like sequels and going further. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. But um, so like, I feel like he probably could have ended it with Carrie dying and like crying out for mommy. We didn't need everything else. He does like to give like a lot of uh, exposition though at the end of his books. He needs to set himself up for a book 60 years later. That's just like, remember Carrie? (laughs) She didn't die. She was alive. Carrie and her dirty pillows return. But all in all, I really enjoy this movie. It's fantastic. Sissy Spacek really is phenomenal. Her performance is amazing throughout this entire film. She has so much emotion and she really does show just how much range she has in this movie, even though she's like very distraught a lot of the time. She does have a lot of happiness and confidence that she displays as well. That just comes off as it comes off as very natural for her. Yeah, I feel like everybody in the cast thought they were in a different movie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but it like works out in the end. Like it yeah. kind of makes a cohesive like mishmash of goulash you know what i mean (laughs) Uh, it feels real it feels realistic these people are like so like and so insane like that it feels kind of right for like a crazy high school movie Mm -hmm. i wish it got like more recognition back in the day um as far as i could tell it only won like one actual award like within its time that it came out which is the National Society of Film Critics, gave Sissy Spacek Best Actress for her role in this movie. And then, but other than that, like, as it's grown, or as we've gone on since its release, um, it's mentioned in a lot of, like, top lists, like 86. It's, like, number 86 on Empire's uh, list of 500 greatest movies, ranked number 15 on Entertainment Weekly's 50 Best High School Films. I just... It didn't get, um, I mean, it got numbers, box office for sure. But yeah, like as far as hit. critically, yeah, as far as critically, it didn't hit as well as um, I wish it would have. Yeah, but see, the thing is, like you said, though, like uh, box office wise, like it was a hit. And I mean, just like we see, and we kind of talked about it near the beginning as well with Stephen King, like it's just like mainstream horror. Like the movie was big enough to the point where everybody was consuming it everybody watched it and it just became like such a well-known horror movie very quickly for him um and again like even today like in modern times it's still referenced so much i mean i mean there's queen there's a queen on uh rupaul's drag race shay kule who just not too long ago on all stars five did a carry inspired runway and before her another queen on season three raja also did a carry inspired runway and even like olivia rodrigo who seems to really enjoy her horror movies she did like a photo shoot that was almost reminiscent of carrie but also very reminiscent of courtney love's um album cover as well but also gave some carrie vibes as well with that whole photo shoot set that she did for her prom thing that she was doing i i mean i i I wasn't like invested in what was going on there but i saw the photos and it was very reminiscent of carrie on just top of just like how frequently it's brought up constantly just the movie and its moments and it's literally like a modern horror classic oh yeah super good i don't know that there's very many people that listen to us that haven't seen it but if you haven't it's 100 percent worth it um where did you watch it at um, I think I rented it. Okay, I pirated it on YouTube. So, <laughs> I mean, if you want to go that route, go that route. If you want to be 
<laughs> if you want to be a good person like Adrian, I'm sure it's on Amazon. So. <laughs> <laughs> but it's great. I mean, if we're going to be ranking this movie, um, or we're going to rank this movie up to five crucifixes, what are we giving it? Uh, I'm going to do four out of five. Yeah, it's great. It's a modern horror classic. Um, again, at times, though, still with just the high school st- setting, it still feels a little bit uh, high uh, after school special, and it's a little cheesy at times. But, I mean, the moments that are supposed to hit fucking hit, and they'll never be forgotten, so... But yeah, it's fantastic. You know, watch it wherever you can. Um, definitely give us your thoughts on Carrie as well. I mean, if you guys would like to, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram. You know, we're talking shit on there constantly. So follow us on our handles. And so, Stormy? Yeah, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at slash underscore her underscore pot. Um, let us know if we should do like a watch along for like the remake of Carrie, maybe. I feel Ooh. like that might be let us know see if maybe we can do our instagram lives or maybe a clubhouse we do have a clubhouse um, yeah, for anybody who <laughs> yeah we don't know how to use it yet but uh if you're on clubhouse please join our club <laughs> <laughs> um you can email us with any ideas that you have any critiques any uh collab interests like hit our dms in our gmail with that our gmail is slash herpod at gmail.com um you can find us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, and Spotify. And yeah, uh, please rate us if you can on all of those things because it really does help out a lot. And thank you for joining us for another week. Stay, stay tuned for our, what is it, our last episode of Academic Horror. And yeah, stay spooky, guys. Stay spooky, everybody. Bye. Bye.